was an ordinary morning, but it would become a day we would never forget. The bank robbery that became the most intense shootout in LAPD history. All units, we are on a citywide tackle alert. Suspects are with AK-47. And reminded America why police officers are heroes. Michael Madsen, Ron Livingston, Mario Van Peebles. Get that man out of here! Based on a true story. Forty-four minutes. Hello, everybody. My name is Andrew. I'm Mark. And you're listening to Television Movie Night. Congratulations. It's good to see you. Oh, hello. I didn't see you there. Oh, hello. Oh, you've all gathered around. You're, <laughs> you're sitting so close to me. I know, Yes, I know. It's very warm in here. Yeah, it's quite warm. Mark, how are you? Andrew, I'm doing great. Oh, uh, great. Pretty great. Um... Getting some El Nino, a little bit of weather. Oh yeah, right now. Getting all them Ninos. Raining a little bit. So many fucking Ninos. I don't even know what to do. Um. What are they supposed to do? They're gonna, they're gonna want stuff. They're gonna need to be fed. Babies, yes, they do. Just Ninos having Ninos. It's just, it's insane. <laughs> it's, I don't, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Things, things were different when we were adults. Times when I was younger, when mm-hmm. I was younger, Ninos were just that was just a thing on the West Coast. Yeah. But now I'm in the thick of just Ninos having Ninos. Well, you're in the West Coast now, so I promised myself you I went wasn't. In. I promised myself I wasn't going to be having Ninos. Yeah, you went into the lion's den, and now here I am, just covered in in just Nino moisture. City. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was raining today. What and kind of and shit yesterday. Is that? What, what, what am I supposed to do with this? I don't know. I was told. I Bottle was, it? Yes. I was sold a, a bill of goods here that was said no rain. And you were like, thank God, finally. I, I heard that Blind Melon song, and they were. I was like, that's Los Angeles. I don't think I know this song. Yeah, you do. Is it Walking on the Sun? No, that's a Smash Mouth, you <laughs> jerk. Blind Melon, no rain. All I can say is that my life is Oh, yeah, yeah, rain. yeah. Yeah. Now we have to pay for that song. It was worth it. God damn it. That lady, that girl in the bee the, costume. The snapping out the rhythm really helped. Yeah. I don't know if I would have been able to know what it was. <laughs> it's a catchy tune, and I, it's very danceable. I give it a six. Yeah. How are you doing? What have you been up to? Um, Not a whole lot. Uh, got, uh, Andrew, there's, have I, have I told you about the, um, there, there's a the birds and the bees. Yes. Yes. There's a there's a bus stop, uh, up the street from me, <laughs> and 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 in that bus stop, it's they sell the loveliest soup. Now this is artisanal soup made by one Sarah Johansson. Now Miss Johansson makes this soup by hand, and it artisanally done. We take that soup and we serve it all across the country. Made the exact same way that Miss Johansson does at this bus stop. Have you ever listened to uh, Bookworm on NPR? Is that like a video game? Yeah. Yeah. There's a show on NPR called Bookworm that is just literature reviews. <laughs> but the guy that does the show, do, uh, the, the guy that runs the show, sounds like any person's imp- like impersonation of NPR. <laughs> like It makes me laugh as soon as I hear the show every time. It's just very dry, and this literature reminds me of <laughs> Hawthorne. No, it, it echoes Hawthorne a lot, and then the the very the other person will be like, "Yeah, of course, you know Hawthorne, always a big 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 reference." And it, I'm like, "Are they are they fucking with me? Are they putting <laughs> they, me on over they, here?" They didn't read the book. Um. Anyway, the, 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 the word the word choices that this man makes is diction. Just, it's, it's just, just it's powerful, very, very important. You, you think he's going to go one way, and then he chooses a word that you, you did not expect. Very Hawthorne-esque. The night was sultry, he says. And there, there, let's unpack just that first sentence, just, just sultry. four words, sultry at the end. It's just, it's a punch that you don't expect. Yeah. You, usually a night would be described as, as, as hot, as, as, as warm, steamy. steamy, perhaps, but sultry. That's, that's not you a know. word we associate with the night, but now the author has put that in our mind, and sets the tone for the, the rest of the, the page. The whole book, the rest of the book. <laughs> um, no, there's a bus stop up the street for me. 
and at this bus stop it's at the corner of san vicente and santa monica boulevard yes there's a cube there's a cement cube (laughs) that screams and i know it sounds insane but there's something going on with this cube that has been there for as long as i've lived there yeah and the city has like prettied up the cube by putting like car decals on it Uh uh-huh but they can't silence the voice that is screaming inside i mean it's not like ah it's like it's it's like it sounds like it sounds like there's always cars driving by Uh even when there aren't and it's just this white noise hum of like Coming this, from this it, cube. Look, if you're trying to pitch me a new Cronenberg, I, I like Videodrome already got shot. We've already made Videodrome. I'm telling you this thing exists. Okay. I so, call it the screaming box. So the screaming and box. And I don't know what it is. It's probably some kind of like, it's, is, it, is, it, is, it, is it metal or is it cement? It's cement. It's a cement cube. Well, it probably houses some kind of like. Demon child? Or something or something to like. You know, some something to keep the lights going or something like but that. But this Maybe is this is the this machine? is the only one in L.A. of all the crosswalks it of runs, all the. It runs everything. It runs all of them. It runs them all. What do you What do you want from me? I don't know. I just want run to... into it with your car. See what happens. If, if anybody go out. If anybody knows what this thing on Santa Monica and San Vicente is, mm-hmm. please let me know. It's the screaming box. Yeah. Go take a picture of it next time. So I'll take a picture it. of it and I'll send it to you. I'll, I'll I'll do a video of it. Yeah, I know you like videos. Do a video of it. Make a video of your screen. I'll videotape box it as I listen and I'm like, Mark, I don't hear anything. You're like, don't you hear it? <laughs> I can't. It's deafening. But that's all you've been up to is stalking this imaginary box. That it's you... a real box and it's really there. And I wish I knew what it was. Yeah, I wish I knew what it was too, so I could tell the doctor something. Oh. Oh, what about you? What have you been up to? I've been working constantly, just constantly working. My, I'm so, I'm so tired. Tell you what you do. Throw some of those days my way. Tired. I'm so tired. Andrew is now taking a nap. Uh, so I'll just tell you that uh, Andrew has agreed to give me his days at work. <laughs> Um. So if you're one of it, if you're the boss of Andrew at one of these shows, just go ahead and start sending those checks my way. Care of um <coughs> BOTB mm. podcast? No, I think I'm, is no, the here. old mailing address. I'm up. I'm up. Yep, that's it. BOTB podcast at gmail.com Stitcher. Stitch, Stitcher. Stitcher. That's gonna do it for this episode of Best of the Best. Oh man, that was a good oh, one. Oh man, I loved it, Mark. I can't believe you won that episode. Yeah, we go. Won it hard. Right. Now let's do our classic theme song. I like this show, and you like my show, and we watch each other's shows. Let's go. You'll never walk alone. What's the, do you know the song that? Uh, I was listening to a podcast. Was it Best of the Best? It was not Best of the Best. Oh. It was Gilbert Gottfried podcast, and he occasionally gets very combative audiences, and occasionally when he gets into an audio, a situation where he realizes that he can't, uh, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't feel like it's going very well, he just starts singing that song that <laughs> Jerry Lewis sings at the end of his, his telecast. His, uh, his telethons called yeah. You'll Never Walk Alone. Weird. <laughs> and so just uh, raining, boo- people raining down booze on him as he's just singing this song. <laughs> and for some reason, it makes me laugh every time I think about it. Anyway, Mark, speaking of booze, we watched a movie. We did. For uh, Television Movie Night, the podcast you're currently listening to. For those who don't know, Andrew and I watch, uh, we delve into that great world of television movies. Television movies. It's a world that uh, we feel like is unexplored, especially in the podcast world. Of course. And uh, now we're going to crack it open and present it to you like a, I don't know. Fabergé egg. Yes. Right? That's you, what you do with, you, you buy a Fabergé egg, crack it open. Crack it open. See, you cook the gold that's inside, right. and then you make a nice, like, Fondue, I guess. You can do like an egg fondue. Is that something you do? Yeah, you put it. You make a meringue. I've never eaten an egg before. 
Mark, this time around, you and I watched the 2003... Fairly recent. FX television movie entitled 44 Minutes, The North North Hollywood Hollywood Shootout. Shootout. Mark, knowing before you saw the movie, what did you know about not necessarily The North Hollywood Shootout, but about this movie, 44 Minutes... The North, the North Hollywood, Hollywood shootout. shootout. I knew that this was a movie, actually. This is one of the... F- this... <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I knew about this movie. I hadn't seen it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was on FX in 2003. So I'm sure I was watching some other programming on FX at the time. I don't know. Like a Beverly like Hillbilly, Like a Shield, like maybe? A... When FX really got started, they only ran Batman. they ran Batman like six times a day, and it was the best, and it was hosted by Jeff Probst. Yeah. And Survivor I was like, himself. This is my fucking network right here. <laughs> now we're talking. It was Batman's and In Living Colors. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I knew that this was a movie, and it, it's got a, a cast. I don't know about a cast a great, of thousands. I don't know Just about like a Oliver great Twist. cast, but it's got uh, Michael Madsen. Mario Van Peebles and oh, what's his name? The guy from Office, Office Space. Space, Ron Livingston. Ron Livingston, yes. And that's all. That's all. And I knew that it was about the North Hollywood Shootout, which I was alive in Thanks. Southern California for, so I remembered the news footage of the North. I I remembered seeing it, but in retrospect, I probably only watched. The news coverage of it Probably. that night. It's unlikely that I was at school, and they're like, "Hey, let's show the kids some uh, people shooting up uh, the streets." Well, in North you Hollywood. were in Victorville. It's like three hours away from North Hollywood. It's ninety minutes. Yeah, if you got the traffic, you got the wind at your back, <laughs> driving like a Ferrari. It's ninety minutes. It's like three hours. It's you just went through. You just drove through there. How long did it take you to get to Victorville? Three hours. How long did it take you to get where you were going? Like six, Jesus Christ. teen, days. Um, 44 minutes, Mark. Let's jump into it. Segment I call, What I Do You know? know? Mark, 2003. Yeah. Very important year. Cast your mind back. Cast your mind back to 13 years ago. Okay. 13 years ago. What was happening in 2003? You were alive. Uh, FX. Then unknown. They did not have the movies at that time. Yeah, they did not have the movies. Then unknown network called FX produced a made-for-TV movie called 44 Minutes. Then I'll follow you down. I think other things happened in that year. Uh, shit. Uh, Bush was still president. Bush was president. Um, did we get the... Mission accomplished sign? I don't don't think it was that year. (laughs) But a lot of stuff happening to the war, which I think affects this movie. Uh, Here's what happened in 2003 that I think is notable to bring up. Uh, The, um, again, as you... Spider-Man 2? In January, Sky Marshals are introduced to United States Airlines. Right. Uh, The... The um, Department of Homeland Security is instituted. Mm-hmm. Uh, we call on Iraq to disarm themselves. Yeah, in, come on, guys. March. Come on. Come on. Think, Be think cool, guys. Come on. What are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, the Mission Accomplished banner does yes! take place on May 1st, 2003. There's, there's only a few. I think there's only a few things that really make me laugh every time I think about <laughs> it. <laughs> I feel like it's 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 Mitt Romney saying like who let the dogs out? Who let the dogs out? Who's got the camera? Yeah. Then it's um, it's whoops whoops. <laughs> Rick Perry saying <laughs> I want to get rid of three things yeah. and he lists two and then he doesn't know the other one. And Ron Paul trying to help trying him to help out. out. He's offering Is it education. No, no, no. Uh, keep going. So. Transportation. Well, I forgot it. Whoops. Whoops. <laughs> And the mission accomplished. And the mission banner. accomplished. Banner. Yeah, I th- I want in my personal life to be able to say <laughs> anytime I celebrate something, even as minor as it is. Yeah, I want the mission accomplished banner to unfurl <laughs> as I arrive on the jet. You know, I fly in. 
Just yeah. Do a couple laps. Because it's all meaningless. It doesn't mean <laughs> anything. I just want the banner. Just say mission accomplished. Oh, man. There's nothing nothing that makes me smile more than that, <laughs> that image. Just links to the banner. Look at it. It's, it's great. We did it. We did it. We're done. That's it. We have completely. The war is over. We won. You know, it's like guy the sailor kissing the woman in times yeah. square i'm sure that photo appeared on life magazine after that mission accomplished banner came on world mm -hmm. oh man uh president bush announces a request for 87 billion dollars for military <laughs> operations in afghanistan and iraq okay. all right now that was in september which appears so it was appears after, after the mission, mission. accomplished well, apparently the story goes that 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 wasn't bush didn't as much as we want him to be the the doofus that was like i want a banner he he didn't put the banner up. It was like the captain of the ship then don't, was like, then, then "We're gonna put say, up a banner." Then you say, "Take it down." Yeah, we're not done yet. In uh, October seventh, two thousand three, the California recall election occurs. Governor Gray Davis is recalled, and the governor himself, yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger, is swept into office. Mary Carey. Porn star. <laughs> yes. She was also Gary, running. Gary Coleman, I believe, Gary was running. Gary Coleman. Everybody was oh, running. Oh, your favorites Oh, were man. Running. It was so beautiful. Uh, and um, I don't know if it was 2003 or I mean, it was after he had been elected governor. But uh, there were like one of the first things that he did that I remember seeing was there were these wildfires. Mm -hmm. And he was giving a press conference and he was like, the wildfires were in Southern California, and he was like, you know, I'm going to go up to uh, Sacramento. You know, I'm declaring this area uh, the state of emergency. I'm going to go back up to Sacramento. I'm going get to get all the funding and money that you guys need to, like, put out these fires and rebuild. Mm -hmm. And then a reporter said, uh, and, and will you be returning to this area after San Sacramento? And he just had this... The governor just had this dead look in his eyes. So Schwarzenegger said, yes, I'll be back. <laughs> and you could tell that he was like, I know what you fucking want to hear. You fucking monsters. You assholes. Uh, and then uh, Saddam Hussein is captured in December of 2003. Yeah, spider hole. Yeah. Spider hole. Comes out with looking a little worse Bearded, from there. Yeah. Then he's hung. Yes, then he's hung later, and that footage is leaked onto the internet. And uh, 2003 sounded like a real fucking miserable year. It was rough. I was uh, I was in high school, so I was having my own fucking problems. But a little uh, a little gem happened on Sunday, June 1st, on the FX network at 8 o'clock, entitled 44 Minutes, The North Hollywood Shootout. This movie, Mark. This fucking movie. Yeah. Written by Tim Metcalf. Do you Lori, know Lori Metcalf's husband. I don't. I don't think Lori Metcalf has a husband. Lori Metcalf's son. <laughs> Tim Metcalf. Do you know what Tim Metcalf no. wrote? 1984's Revenge of the Nerds. Oh wow! Yeah, I know Hollywood. Still royalty. cashing those checks, I bet. This movie directed by Yves Simone. Yeah. Yves Simone. Right. Director of Bury Me at Wounded Knee, a television movie that took place a few years earlier. Well, later. I'm sure it was I'm sure it took place more than a few years earlier. Yeah, like 1998, I guess. Yeah, that's when Bury Me at Wounded Knee took place. Bury Me at, Bury Me at Wounded Knee aired in 2007, so this is actually his previous work. Garnered 17 Emmy nominations that oh, yeah. year, so one of the more acclaimed things, but directed T by TV this TV movie director. TV movie director, and then again starring what we said before, Michael Madsen, Ron Livingston, and Mario Van Peebles. Let's dive right in, Mark, and discuss this movie. Okay. Andrew, the movie starts <clears throat> with uh, a very solemn-looking Michael Madsen looking at the camera and saying, Most cops never discharge their weapons once. But on that day, 15,000 rounds were fired. Mm -hmm. Think about that. Think about it. Right? 
Yeah. And then uh, they have this framing device in this movie that involves uh, the, the, actors the actors playing the cops, playing the cops, talking directly to camera, almost like it's a documentary or something like that. Right. Eh, did it work for you? Didn't. No. No. I have a lot of problems with this movie. Well, let's let's but talk, let's talk about what's let's going talk on. About what actually goes on in this movie? So, so we find out that Michael Madsen is. He's got a pregnant wife, and he's like the captain. He's like a captain on the LAPD. Right. He's at home. It's late at night. His neighbors are having a loud party. Mm-hmm. He goes over, and he says, hey, turn turn, off, turn, turn, turn down off, the fucking music. It's fucking like four music. in the morning. And they're like, oh, whatever. And then he goes back to his house, and the music's like louder. Yeah. So then his pregnant wife, who's throwing up in the sink, in the toilet, so you know she's pregnant. Yeah. Uh, is like Pregnancy oh. test right next to her. She's holding a little sweater. Yeah. Yeah. She's knitting like yeah, socks. Knitting socks as she's vomiting on herself yeah. with a pregnancy test on her lap. Um, she's been pregnant for six months, but <laughs> she still has to she just wants to double check every day. Yeah. So she um he goes next door with bolt cutters because the music's louder, right? Mm-hmm. And he cuts their power. Yeah. And then he comes back and gets in bed and then his alarm goes off. Yeah. And they have a good laugh. About and they have it. a good laugh about it. So He's a grizzled cop, but he loves his wife, and he's he's gonna he's just he's doing it his he, way. He, yeah, he does what it takes. Yeah, he gets he gets results, Mark. He yes, he gets fucking results. He vi- you and that stuff, sir, chief. You know what? You should you should go piss up a rope. Got the mayor right? breathing down my neck because of your fucking antics. Yeah, he decides. Okay, I will go onto their prob- private property, and I will disrupt their power. Yeah, with because they're not turning down their music. Yeah. You know, so what's the problem? In the very next, the very next shot, Mario Van Peebles is praying mm-hmm. because he's about to go do his job. Yeah. Also, I'd like to point out. Okay. The alarm goes off. Yeah. Moments after Michael Madsen cuts their power, mm-hmm. so it doesn't matter. He had to wake up anyways. Yeah, but he was just trying to get some sleep, but now he's like, "Oh, I'll fuck these guys." Yeah, he's like, "Oh, I needlessly." destroyed private property well, of a private citizen look you know what they they're not so gonna then, have a party tonight because they're too busy trying to rewire their house right so then he should just let an alligator loose in there <laughs> should have great. just thrown a cobra in there or like, just started shooting at their house he might as well <laughs> so then the very next scene mario van peebles is praying yeah because he's Christian, Mark. Right. I don't know if you understood this. If you got the subtleties of this character. Well, he's 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 very he's very Christian. He's very religious. Right. He's now, a religious man. Now you tell me if I'm reading into this too much. The message that I get is these cops answer to a higher power. So Michael Madsen is right and justified in destroying private property no michael madsen is wrong but it gives us was that the was that the impression you got yes by the way that they like laugh well they laughed it off they're like look at these dirtbag teens we got one over on them but it's because we're supposed to like michael madsen yeah not we're supposed to be like yeah you fucking do no, it man not because he's right not because he's right but it's like they weren't going to turn down their music regardless. And if they called the cops, there was going to be a whole fucking thing. He gave them the option. They didn't take it. So he just decided to cut their power. He's shitty. Yes. But at the same time, we're just supposed to be like, oh, this screwball. Nah, I got the I got the sense that like Ferris Bueller is he trying to tell me it's like, oh, Ferris Bueller didn't. You know, it's like he, what a rapscallion that guy is. I don't like that guy. I'm not comparing him to Ferris Bueller. I'm just saying you are. You just said you just said it's like Ferris Bueller. It's I'm a direct just saying comparison. you would watch Ferris Bueller and you're like, I don't like this guy. Ferris like, Bueller isn't a cop. He's what is he doing? He's a he's teenager hacking into the school to change his days of absence. He, what he am hacks. I, what am I supposed to do with he that? Hacks. <laughs> he hacks hard. I said I wanted a car. My parents got me a computer. Maybe you know what? That's what it was. If Michael Madsen had cut the power and then boom, boom, I would have been like, "Yeah, all right, right, I like this guy. All right, yeah, do what you got to do, man." Oh yeah. Okay, so Mario Van Peebles is very Christian. He's very religious. He prays, and then we also see Ron Livingston. We get introduced to Ron Livingston. Ron Livingston is SWAT. He's part of SWAT. He's on. They do a home. They no. They break into like a like an apartment complex, drug den or something. Got a bunch of it's a flop house and. And he gets yelled at because he leaves his partner alone 
uh, during this raid, and he's like, oh, you, you almost got your partner killed. You need to get your head in the fucking game, Ron Livingston. Right. He's like, oh, my dad was a cop. I love I'm, my, my family's all cops. I'm a cop man. Now, the chief. Cop man 3000. The chief who's yelling at Ron Livingston is an actual cop. Yes. he. I think he was actually like the chief of police for a number of years. Yeah, Commandant Lassard. Yes. <laughs> Prunky. <laughs> the same guy yeah yeah so uh yes but he gets chewed out because he his head is in a different place but he explains that policing runs in his in his family well, his dad had just died recently yes. and so, his dad was a cop and he's like and the chief's like i want you to take a couple days off you get your head back in the game he's yeah. like no man I, I'm, I'm gonna cop i'm gonna cop he's like that's not a that's not a, that's, that's we, not a we've never we've never called it copping as well <laughs> like you need me to cop and you fucking know it you want me on the line yeah. copping the hell yeah. out of it <laughs> You're looking down and your face full of... Anyway, so we're getting slices of life for the three of them in the morning. But we're also cutting in between these two shooters. All right. These two guys who... Are going to go steal from this bank. Right. And they're, they're like loading up an AK. They're like filling up bullets and cartridges. Mm-hmm. And like they're getting ready for the day. Madsen, meanwhile... Yeah. Is reading in the newspaper that one of his fellow LAPD boys in blue is being... Tried, tried right? of something yes and his he's like jesus christ another one and his wife's like oh did you know him and he's like yeah he's a good man <laughs> and then he leaves yeah um bad guys are getting ready good guys are getting ready yeah so so, so we see what's we're, going we're on seeing, here we're, it, it basically we're, we're starting the day we're cutting between these three cops and we're also cutting between the the um the Ma- Madsen, in a Talking Head segment, explains that he's been looking for these... He works robbery homicide, and he's been looking for the two guys. These the, two guys have knocked over a couple other banks, and they're very violent. So he's, yeah, they've he's, killed he's, people. He's looking to get them behind bars. Right. Michael Madsen, or uh, Mario Van Peebles, is with his lady cop friend, his lady cop partner. Yeah, they, that's, that's what they're called. They break up a, a, a teen fighting with his mother. Yeah. And decide Domestic. to try and treat, uh, teach him a, uh, a, a lesson, like a life lesson. They're like, you need to stop beating on your co- on your mom, man. She does what she can. Yeah, here's some photos of some gang members that shot. You need to get out of the gangs, man. Yeah, so you need to get you need to get your life straight. He man. shows he shows the kid pictures of like gang members with their heads blown off yeah, in the like, street. That's going to be like, you, man. He's like, you know Paco? Remember Paco? Yeah, that's fucking Paco now. Yeah, here's Grande. Yeah, Grande, his, his, half of his face is on... He's more of a medium now. <laughs> <laughs> Look at it. Look at it. Yeah. yeah, and so it's he's trying to get him on the straight and narrow, this Latino teen, get him back on the straight and narrow. Yeah. So we then move to the um, the robbers are sitting in their car. Right, they're gonna knock. They they're gonna knock over a Bank of America. No, no, they want to originally steal from an armored truck that's going to show up at this Bank of America in North Hollywood. Yeah, that was their plan. And they're loaded. They're they're loaded to the teeth with a bunch of shit. Right. But uh, as they're waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting, they realize that the armored truck that they're waiting for isn't arriving today or it's really late. We're yeah. not, they're not necessarily clear on it, but whatever their plan was has gone awry at this point. And they're pretty impatient. They're very impatient. They've taken some drugs and they're also not only do they have a ton of, of uh, uh, guns, they have Kevlar vests. They're just they're in head to toe and bulletproof material, yeah. except for their head. They're not wearing helmets or anything. No. They're wearing ski masks. So eventually they decide, you know what? Fuck it. Well, wait a minute. We're missing a very important scene. Where he yells at the... the Michael Manson and the reporter. That's right. Michael Manson goes down to the... Courthouse. Courthouse to testify. And a reporter comes in and is like, oh, hey, Michael Manson. He's like, hey. She's like... You discharged your weapon today. Some officers never do that. <laughs> Guess how many times I've discharged today? Uh, are we talking? Fifteen. What are we talking about? <laughs> so she's like, hey, do you want to make a comment about the cops that are all the LAPD officers that are, that are being arrested? And he's like, I bet they're all, they're all bad. 
that's what you want to hear, right? That's what you're going to write. They're all bad cops. She's like, uh, okay. And he says, you fucking people. <laughs> you know, it's, Puts his cigarette out in her eye. <laughs> yeah, he's, and then he goes on this rant about how, like, you know, in the 70s, you know, it was like ch- people were talking about Charlie Manson and the Night Stalker and the uh, Hillside Strangler until people were afraid to go out of their own homes. And then you were fucking talking about the, Wat- the Watts riots and Rodney King, and now we're the bad guys. Mm-hmm. People make me fucking sick. And but I don't understand the point that he's trying to make. Is he saying that the the he's saying that, he's saying that the newspaper shouldn't be reporting on serial killers? No, he's saying he's he, he's saying that the no because he brings up you know he also brings up like OJ. She brings up OJ. She brings up. OJ. She says you forgot he, to mention OJ. He implies that the the police department gets vilified in a lot of these circumstances. Yes, and then in a talking head segment, he gives us the beginning of his arc where he says. Uh, you know, you, as a cop, you have to make split second decisions and then you have to pay for them when mm-hmm. you make the wrong decision. Yeah. And that was enough to make him want to quit. But then something, something happened. happened. He discharges oh, 50,000 times. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we cut back to, um, bank of America, the the robbers decide, fuck it. Let's go, t- let's go knock the bank over yeah. itself. So they enter in and they catch a bit of bad luck because as soon as they're entering, not only does an eyewitness see these guys. A woman's walking her dog. Armed head to toe. but a She's poli- like, what the fuck? But a police cruiser also passing by, which is actually true. A police cruiser was passing by at the time and saw them as soon as they entered the bank yeah. and started calling in for backup. Uh, so they go into the um, they go into the bank. Uh, and they start saying, give us the fucking money. Well, one of them is like Lithuanian or something. Well, yeah, one of them is, f- I, I don't know exactly what his background is. But yeah, he has this continu- bizarre Continually accent. tries to pass as American. Yeah. And it's the actor is playing that as his I am American. I am as American as the apple pie. Yeah. That, uh, Jesse James. <laughs> that's me. Uh, so, uh, um, calls start going out about how these guys are armed to the teeth. They, we need to show up and get, get, we got to stop these fucking monsters. So Michael Madsen screams over there. Uh, and Mario Van Peebles is in the area and he screams over there. Him and lady cop. Him and lady cop. She she cop. Meanwhile, the, uh, the teen teen is still still in the back. back seat. So they, they go and they go and they go. Uh, so then they arrive. (laughs) My favorite part was where. Mario Van Peebles is considering not taking the call. And then he's like, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. go. They're just going to keep calling and calling. And, and people calling. will die, and I'll, but I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. So he, so they all arrive, and then they realize the, the gravity of the situation because they see that these guys, the there's one cop there that apparently is a Vietnam veteran, and he says that he can recognize the sound of a Chinese-made AK-47. And he's like, chink-made. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> yes and then then he just stared right at yeah. the camera <laughs> I, th- I think the story producer was like do you want to give us another take on that and he was like i will do no such i'll thing. say it louder and they're like, we're gonna pass let's just keep moving going. on check the gate we're good so um he uh th- he's like they've they've they're loaded we're sitting here with berettas these little nine millimeters they've got ak-47s they're gonna tear us apart All right so they all start taking cover swat gets called in so now ron livingston and his dudes they're like we're gonna we gotta go man we gotta go right so they like load up in in their some posse. of the, some of them are like pr- doing practice laps Yes. So some of the sweat guys are in, in SWAT like, guys are in sweat shorts, yeah, they're which shorts makes me laugh every like time I white see te- it. They look like uh, the guys from Police Academy. Right. But it's true. That's another thing that was. Yes. He like said, anyone who's available, get in this car. We're going now. We're going to, yeah. we're going to, we're going to beat some ass. <laughs> <laughs> he just punches. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to go pound some ass. Uh, <laughs> and the people said, oh, okay. okay. All, All right. right. You don't got to ask me twice. Yeah. Ron Livingston was an interesting choice for this role. Because I think everybody would say that he has an everyman quality. Yes. So you don't get the sense that he's like a tough guy SWAT cop who's like... No, he's... he's been mowing guy. people down his entire he's life. SWAT cop. His, his father was a SWAT cop. Yeah. His grandfather was a SWAT cop. Sure. His mother was a lady cop. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
So they all start, but the SWAT is um, is is waylaid by traffic. Yes, they're constantly, we're constantly seeing them rushing to the scene, but there's just tons of traffic. Because yeah. again, Mark, at this point, the 44 minutes have started. All right. So uh, in the bank, these guys, timer. these guys are coming out every once in a while now that they've got the money, which they expected more money, but they, they don't have access to the ATM and there's only so much in the vault. And right. we're told that the reason that there is only so much in the vault is because they've lessened the amount of money that the bank's given because they've been getting robbed so many times. Yeah. It's, it's, damn. <laughs> damn. Damn logic. So uh, every time they go out, the cops just start just plinking away at them with right. their little shooting at them, and then the bad like, guys start shooting back. Yes, they start firing into cars and taking out entire engine blocks with their their their. They start Arbor shooting pissing at like high velocity. Yeah, yeah the, they start shooting at the helicopters overhead, and any but uh, they get hit by like a dozen bullets, and it doesn't affect them. And they're right. like, aim for the head, and they, nobody apparently can aim for the head in this movie. I it's hard. It's hard, but you feel they're, like the because co- the cop cars are all like f- they're like yards away. They're like fifty yards away. Yeah, but you know to like shoot a guy, shoot the head, shoot the head from that far away. I'm sure that's a very difficult look, shot. Look, you you have to know that when those guys are on the on the firing range at the target range, they're just going for nothing but headshots. No, you're trained to. You're shoot. going you're center tra- mass. Yes, you're trained to shoot for like the middle of the chest. But you know that there's one dickhead that's like, watch this. I'm sure there's also one dickhead who's like quick drawing, like he's doing dives. Yeah, he's doing it's like doing the the roll around on the ground. So uh, this goes on for like 20 minutes. It's just they come out and then they shoot some stuff and then they go back in and then they come out and they shoot some stuff and they go back in. Right. At a certain point, Mario Van Peebles tells the kid before he goes into the, into the line of fire, he gives him a Bible. And he's like. Here's what I want you to do. I'm not going to arrest you. I want you to get on out of here. But the thing that you have to do is you have to go back to school and you have to read this. And he gives him a copy of a Bible. Mm-hmm. And he's like, which part? He's like, whatever part speaks to you. to you. And then he's like, oh, okay, okay. And then he leaves. And Mario Van Peebles is like, I did my job. That's <laughs> and, what I did. And Abeth begat. <laughs> so John and so John begot. Yeah, that Arimahu. got to me. That got me going. Yeah, that's my favorite part. So, um Mario Van Peebles uh about uh, midway through act 2, uh wants to go save some guy that's been shot. He runs over there. He yeah, gets shot a, himself. A lot of cops are getting shot and they're going down. They shot a cop. And we get one of my favorite sh- cuz this Bank of America is in like a shopping center. Right, like a strip mall. Yes. And one of, they start shooting wildly, and we get a great shot of a dentist's office. <laughs> Do you remember this? Yes. Which leads to my favorite, my, my pick for no small roles, is there's a dentist who's, like, drilling a guy's uh, tooth or whatever. Life, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember this scene. Yeah, he's dr- he's drilling his assistant, if you know what I mean. And then yeah, <laughs> like the big a, hole a gets bullet blasted hole blasted into the wall, into the wall and, he's like, and he's like, huh? And you see him through the hole in the wall, like what? <laughs> Hilarious. My dentist is right next to there. Yeah, I'm hoping that if that bank gets knocked over again, that some <laughs> some I will get a bullet to the head <laughs> as I'm getting drilled by my dentist. <laughs> he's drilling your wife. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so Mario Van Peebles gets, gets shot. He's like, I'm going to go get this guy. And then he gets shot in the leg and he starts bleeding out and, and they're like having this, him and Lady Cop are having this really terrible conversation. He's like, you know, Mario Van Peebles, you hang in there. You, you hang in there. You listen, partner, you're going to, you're going to be fine. He's like, officer, down, down. And keep, we have to keep in mind, Mario Van Peebles hasn't had the talking head treatment. No, because so if you're not familiar you with the show with what actually died. happened, you would you would think that he had died, but he didn't die. Michael Madsen com- jumps into a car, races over, races over, pulls smart people into the car, drives away, drives away, getting shot, bullets everywhere. Yeah, it doesn't really build dramatically no. the shootout. It just kind of things are happening. It just keeps happening. Finally, SWAT shows up. And they're like, we're here to kick ass and chew bubblegum, right. but we're all out of ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all remember that line. Yeah. yeah. 
So they decide they they get into one of the armored trucks that's nearby, and they're gonna go and and start pulling in um, victims and and try and scare these guys off. Meanwhile, LAPD, which doesn't that this part cracked me up that this was written in there, but it doesn't. There's no payoff. Michael Madsen tells some other sergeants, he's like, I want you to go around the corner to the gun store and I want you to get as many big fucking guns as you can get your hands on. Right. We're getting out. We're getting outmatched here. So they drive to the gun store and they're like, what do you got? And these guys like, well, we got these AK-47. We got everything. We got this assault rifle. We got a... We got a we got a sniper rifle. What do you want? He's just like, give me everything you got. Guns. It's like the Matrix scene. Like I imagine that's the pitch. He's like, no, it'd be funny. He's like, I, I just need guns, and all the guns just start appearing. No, that was the gun store. It looked to me an awful lot like, like the, one the one in Culver City around I the corner from you. Don't think it is. I don't think it is. Everybody just writes guns on their building yeah. when they're selling guns. Yeah. All right. You know what do you what do we what do you got? Look out, look out the, we got guns. Look, look at the wall. Yeah. Look at the wall. So, um, meanwhile... It would have been great if that cop bought just more Berettas. <laughs> <laughs> look what I got, Chief. I got all the this little guns. The big, this like, is all the guns they had. I sent you to get bigger guns. <laughs> well, oh, I, 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 you, uh, said, you said more guns, yeah, not bigger not guns. Bigger. That's on you. Um, so... Uh, uh, the, meanwhile, the robbers are like, "We're gonna, we're gonna go, we're gonna, we're gonna go. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go." I'm All gonna right. Go. So the robbers they load up in their car and they decide to start pulling away very slowly. Right. Uh, and uh, they drive into a residential neighborhood and they get split up. The driver gets split up because one is driving while the other is is essentially walking alongside the car, keeping Co- cover. Cover fire. Yeah. Uh, they get split up. The driver goes one way while the guy goes into this neighborhood. Michael Madsen decides to track this guy down. Yeah. And uh, he gets the the shooter gets clipped by something. And eventually it's not clear. I think this guy shot himself, to be honest. But it the it, way it's painted. In, re- in reality, yes, he shot himself. But also in this show, I think it's still clear that he shot himself. But but, Michael but you Madsen, have to give Michael Madsen his like hero's moment, so he lines up a shot to shoot the bad guy. Yes, and, and then he the bad, fires right, and he fires, and then the bad guy's like sees him, and he's like, ah, eh, whatever, and, and he puts the gun to his own head, and he they fire. It seems at the same time. At the same time, so, so the, it's the it's, story it's is unclear like clear. Even if he did, Michael Madsen had him dead to rights. Yeah, Michael Madsen would have gotten him. Right is the paint is the story that's being painted. So one shooter is now down and dead. Right. The other one is in his car. He's in a residential neighborhood. He's like trying to drive around different things and, and get away get with a this different money. car. So he yeah. hops into another car, which is this is actually a thing that happened during this is um, the guy. He stops a car and he hops out with his money. And if you saw the guy flipped a switch before. Yeah. He, he carjacks someone in, in the shot we see, he flips a switch, and then the guy gets out of his car and he runs away. The guy, he had a kill switch specifically installed in his car right? Um, that uh, taps the fuel line. So if the car is ever stolen, it only runs out the rest of what's in the fuel line and then stalls out. Yeah. And unless you know, I, I'm, unless you know what that switch is, I guess you could just switch it back. I, I don't know, but yeah, you wouldn't necessarily think to do that. So the car stalls out. So this guy's like, "Oh shit!" And so he gets out of the car and he's like, "Come get me, you motherfuckers!" Just, yeah, yeah. And he gets gunned down. And he, then, Ron Livingston, and the other SWAT guys show up. They go into the bank. Well, they yes, they go to the bank. Because they're not sure if there's another shooter, the people are hiding in the vault, and they're like, "Go get him!" Yeah. So the vault's so then, clear. There's only two shooters because initial reports were four, and then three, and now it's just the two. And so now it's just one. Just so now it's one. Right. So Ron Livingston and the other SWAT guys shoot the bad guy in the foot yes. and in the leg. So he goes down, and then they rush over. And they rush and over. They handcuff him. And they they're like, "We got you, you son of a bitch!" Yeah. And then. We then that's it. That's well. That's the end of the shootout. Right. Then we cut to more talking heads. More talking heads where they're like, "I learned a lot on that day." Right. And Mike, I, I can't believe it. Michael Madsen's like, "I fired my weapon so many times." <laughs> so they cut to Michael Madsen says, "All over the town." You know, uh, in L.A. at that time, 
people weren't trusting the LAPD. But after that day, people were, people trusting, were trusting the LAPD. Yes, and we and see. And I think it's important that on that day, no cops ran away. And then we pull back. We pull back to show that the talking heads are actually like a news report that's being put like, together yeah. by the reporter that Michael Madsen yelled at. Earlier. And, and she's she like, looks and she like, smiles. That's our out. And he's yeah. like, it's perfect. It's fucking perfect. That's so fucking perfect. And he's like, yeah, run this. I don't know. This was eleven thirty-two. Like, I got, run. Yeah, run this. Run it before Leno. <laughs> on the lighter <laughs> side, he's like, no, it's run this and then run the cat video, <laughs> and the, the 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 skiing, the the squirrel, the yeah. Run it. Run this and then the, <laughs> the dog the, that the, skateboards. The dog that skateboards and then the squirrel on the jet uh, ski. On the jet ski yeah, and, and then skis. Leno. Yes. Yeah. That, that'll be fine. <laughs> You get oh oh it turns out there's a um, there's a new baby penguin at the zoo. You're All right, getting, we're gonna have to cover that bumped. instead. We're bumping it. <laughs> so she smiles, and then we have a package at the end of like the the real cops being the, the real com- we see, accommodations. We see footage of them getting like honored at Dodger Stadium. We see we also see like people bringing like bunt cakes to the LAPD right. and a bunch of other things. But we also get these title cards that make it sound heroic. But yes, Mar- concerning more than anything else. Mario Van Peebles also mentions that it's a miracle that on that day the only people that died were the shooters. None of the cops or none of the civilians were shot or were killed. Were, cops and civilians were shot, but none. But none they died. all survived. Yes. Like, but the killer, the the bank robbers, both died that day. Yes. And he's like, it was a miracle. It was great. It was a series of miracles. Yeah. Yeah. And then. Yeah, and then we get title cards. We get a title card that's actually really concerning, saying that, like, after this, all cops had access to M16s. Yeah, AR-15s. And you're just like, wait a you're minute. Like, I don't know if that's... I don't know if this is the good soaring epilogue that you're hoping it to be. Right. But, okay. And then, um, yeah, and then it's like, trust in the LAPD was never higher. Yeah. So... And then that's the end of the movie. <laughs> That's the end of it. Yeah. Andrew, I had a lot of issues with this movie, I, I, as I think you could imagine. Well, it, I can tell that you were, you know, Mark. The police do their job. One right? of the main, the main, one of the main thing. This, they left one little detail out of this whole story, and that is that we cut after they shoot that guy in the legs. Shot a guy and they handcuff him. Yeah, they said we got you. We got you, son of a bitch. And then they're like, and they he, all pissed in his mouth. He died later, whatever. But the thing that they don't mention is that that guy was handcuffed on the street for about seventy minutes. Yeah. Before they allowed a ambulance ambulance to come and take him away. Because they didn't they didn't know if the shooting looked they didn't they, know if it they, was clear. They 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 had no problem sending ambulances to get other cops and to get civilians but this guy for some reason we can't get an ambulance to him wasn't safe he's on the ground he's been shot he's handcuffed the other guy's dead there's no more shots being fired it's it's pretty obvious that the police chose to let that man die on the street look if you want to take that up with michael madsen you know you take it up with michael madsen but so I think that's a big detail that they kind of just ignore. And then... That's not this movie. The thing that really bothered me was the the press person, the reporter, her arc is that she went from not trusting the police, which is kind of your job as a reporter is to be skeptical of things, to saying, you know what, the police are great. Mm-hmm. Just because... Aren't they? Mark, they need to be held accountable. Mark, if I if I have a cat in a tree, you know, who am I gonna call? Not the cops. Not the cops? I I would if I had a problem, I would not call the cops. Who would you call? I would try to find another way to handle the situation. Especially Contract if an track killers? Yeah, right. especially if an animal is real, is involved because cops will kill your animals. <laughs> All of them? Yeah, they'll do it. Wow. I'll have to remember that next time I have like an animal problem. A goldfish. <laughs> got this alligator here Can you, uh, you guys want to clear it? no rats <laughs> yeah. yeah my pet rat is in the house can you guys do something about this <laughs> you got it. oh no 
ready. Be, be careful. Rat. No. Oh, man. Oh, jeez. <laughs> ready, you're everywhere. Okay, thanks, guys. <laughs> um, the police... The, the, the problem that I have with this movie is that it had a very serious agenda, which seemed to be that the police are good and right and above the law, and they do things their own way. They followed it by the book. Michael Madsen cutting the power That's is Michael by Madsen. the book. That's Michael Madsen's thing. The <laughs> police shooting a man in the street and then letting him bleed to death. That's he, by the book. He had a, he had a thousand guns on him. Are you For he, 70 minutes, he had a thousand want, guns on him. I want this bank robber walking around North Hollywood. I want the cops to no. I want the cops. I want the cops to shoot him in the leg, yeah. handcuff him, then put him put him in an ambulance, then try him. Judge Dredd is a dystopic future because there's one guy who's judge, jury, and executioner. That's that's terrifying. Cops yeah, are. Yeah, but he goes cops, into that building and he kills all these guys. That's pretty cool, right? And with and Rob like, Schneider. Like no, 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 the later one. I refuse to acknowledge any Judge Dredd movie that doesn't star Rob Schneider. <laughs> okay. Um, cops should not be allowed to kill people. If they feel like it. Well, they didn't kill him because they felt like it. It's, yes, they, they did. No, they're... The, they the, shot the, him in the leg. They shot him in the leg. And then rather than get him any amount of medical treatment, they just let him bleed to death on the street for 70 minutes. But that's not... That's, the, that's, that's what the sequel should be. That's not... 70 the, minutes. A guy bleeding to death on the street. That's not in this movie, though, Mark. We're not yes. talking about that. We're talking about the... We're talking about 44 minutes in the North Hollywood the North shootout. North Hollywood shootout. You're, you're bone to pick with what happens with the LAPD in 1997 is not what's happening in this movie. I think that it's... You're right that the movie has an agenda, absolutely. I also Everybody th- is an angel in this movie. Yeah, I also just think that it would be a much more interesting movie to have the reporter character still be, a, be conflicted. Like, it, it's uninteresting to have the reporter character go from being like, wait a minute, I, I think there need to be checks and balances on the, our police department, to being like, you know what, no, cops are good. We probably shouldn't prosecute them for gross negligence this and committing movie, crimes. I feel like, only exists because of the time frame that it yes. was taking place. It's a post-9-11. It's a post It is a post-9-11 movie. It's a movie, different one. It's a different one. But it's also a pre-Mission Accomplished movie. It's, well, no. It's uh, it's a month after Mission Accomplished. It had to have gone into production before <laughs> so Mission Accomplished. So what this is, what this is, is a movie where we, like, America is still dealing with the grips of 9-11. Right. And it's like, we want military might. We want something to just look at and go, fuck, yes. We are safe. We are safe. And we fucking killed it. And it's great. We need a villain that is black and white. These are bad guys. Right. With so, a foreign accent. Yes. God, yes. Absolutely. I don't care if it's Gerard Depardieu. We're, just, we're gonna fucking oh, please, kick some ass. Please let it be Gerard Depardieu. So this is they looked at the story and they're like, all right, the North Hollywood shootout. That's a pretty cut and dried piece of of, of something. Yeah, there were like, bad guys who were crazy. Bad guys that are crazy that shot at a bunch of people and the LAPD came in and they said, We're gonna we're gonna keep, we're gonna get these guys and they got those guys. Yeah. And and it's like there's no gray area here other than what you're bringing up the truth yes the truth is the gray area well that's not in this movie that's what this movie is and we can look to the cops just like we can look to the military just like we can look to the president and we can say finally we let the dogs out <laughs> where's the camera yeah we're being protected yes yes that's what this movie is yes it's a movie with an agenda which bothers me which i don't agree with but yes in that time like we wanted our cops and our firemen were like fucking every one of them was a national hero who yes. could do no wrong. Yes. Still. At this time is what I'm saying. Yes. Two years removed. Yes. Nearly two years removed. Right. And I think we continued to feel that way for another couple of years after this movie had come out. Yeah. They got a good like five or six years out of that. And then they're like, oh, they're... A lot of black people. Oh, I think what we said was, wait, oh, wait. So the mission isn't accomplished. <laughs> what? Is it like at the end of a level? 
explain it to me like that. You know, yeah, Mario jumps into the then, castle. But then one one, but now you go down to one two. You go to one two. Yes, so you did exactly. accomplish that mission. You got something, but there's still more missions to be accomplished. <laughs> yeah, we landed it. We got to the flagpole on a three to yeah. so get three fireworks. Um, yeah, it's this wasn't a good movie. Not a good movie. Not a not a particularly, and it's also like. Shot really weirdly. It's also shot really weirdly. Like, give me more energy, more like want, fast zooms, and then like spinning cameras. There yeah. was a lot of static foreground, but just zipping by background. It's basically they were like, we want heat, but like real heat. Yeah, and they mentioned heat in the movie. Yeah, Michael like, Madsen says, "I'm on L.A. robbery homicide, L.A. confidential, heat, heat." And I love that he picks like movies where the police department is obviously like. Part of the problem and corrupt. I mean, Heat. We we've talked about it before, but in the in the original version of Heat, uh, Al Pacino does coke between before just about every scene. You know, just to get 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 going. Just get just going. Get going. Just get up, get up. Man. But it's but you want like your cop character to be like. I guess that's too far. But you have to imagine a cut of that movie where he's just just doing a line, going in, yelling at Hank Azaria. Leaves, does a line, goes and yells at Charlize Theron. But and you're like, oh, suddenly it makes sense. This movie is a product of its time. Yes. And they wanted a story where the wanted, cops were completely right. They wanted right. something where it's like a little bit grittier, a little bit. And it probably also had on the back of, I wonder when The Shield debuted for FX as well. They probably. Something a little bit more crime drama-y. Yeah. So let's get it done. Because The Shield is... Comp- Actually, I don't think so. I, maybe when do you think The Shield came out? 2005? Because The Shield... Well, The Shield... No, The Shield was out. The Shield had come out at this time. Um, Because The Shield's a completely different thing. It's like 2002. So yeah, Frank before. Mackey is a Vic, bad... Vic, Vic Mackey, Mackey is... He's a bad guy. Yeah. And even though he's a bad guy that we have to root for every once in a while... We have to remember that he's a terrible man that has done something awful in the pilot of the show. And he's a, is he he's a drug dealer, just an out and out drug dealer too, right? He or people is, in his team are. He's taking they're taking cuts uh, in terms of being in the vice squad, so yeah. they're skimming off the top. Yeah. So they're letting certain factions get away with certain things, and then he kills his partner. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Episode one. Right at the end of episode one. Spoiler alert. With kindness. And a bullet. Y- yes. Because <laughs> um, he's a mole. So, Andrew, uh, w- we weren't fans of this movie. No. Not we necessarily. Weren't. Not necessarily. Um, well, what are we watching next time? Mark, I'm glad you asked. Mark, next time on TV Movie Night, we'll be watching this gem in the NBC vault from 1983. It started as an innocent and curious whim. I built that office from the ground up. I was number one on the charts for 10 years running. 10, every two years, a new car. That brought hope and a new outlook to a man who seemed to be losing it. The games that you can play in six figures, I mean, the money that's in this town, it's incredible. Eddie, I'm worried about you. His addiction accelerating with a vengeance. I gave you a large sum of money. Don't don't tell me in a couple of days. It's been over two weeks now. I can't afford to run out of steam. Eddie, it gives so much, but it takes and it takes and it takes. I'm not into it that heavy. A moving and powerful drama documenting the effects of cocaine dependence. Starring Dennis Weaver, Karen Grasso, and Dynasty's Pamela Bellwood. A critically acclaimed film. Cocaine, one man's seduction. That's right, it's Cocaine, one man's seduction, starring Dennis Weaver. James Spader. 
so many all star all star it seems like a lot of stuff going on in there yeah i feel like the network execs are like what's that what's going on with this cocaine stuff that we're doing we a, a story lot? about that we should do a movie about the thing that we're doing a lot all the time yeah, yes just, just can we just you know just, just get it going just get it Go. Well, it's gonna be the best movie, oh, best fucking so, movie I've ever so made. We're gonna make so, so much money, so many fucking movies. I'm gonna love just every just fucking to, movie. Gonna to go I'm gonna take my shirt off. Baker Street is just constantly just all, up. It's the only song that ever plays. But we're watching one Cocaine, One Man Seduction uh, from 1983. This movie is available on streaming Netflix. Yes. If you have a Netflix, you can Check it, it out before we get into it. Um, Mark, anything else regarding the North Hollywood shootout? How much you hate police officers? Is there, you have another manifesto you'd like to read before we take off? I... I don't hate police officers. I just think that they should be held accountable, and I think that we need to hold them to a high standard, and that they should not be allowed to shoot people and have this them is, die this on is the street. When we pull back to reveal, I think reveal you at the in, a, in an orange jumpsuit. <laughs> yeah. Now, Mr. Gonzalez said this a scant six months before the incident. I like to plead the mm. It's too bad because we got the mission accomplished banner, so we're getting a mission accomplished. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> when we convict you, we're gonna put the mission accomplished banner. For some reason, I'm in the jury, yeah. and I'm like really excited about Asshole. it. <laughs> They're paying me seven dollars a day. How did we let this guy on the? I know him. Yeah. Yeah. Th- <laughs> Sorry. You looked at your defense lawyer. He's like, I, look, I, I negotiated bathroom breaks and they got a jury selection. Yeah, I'm sorry about what happened at your birthday. <laughs> That's going to do it. We'll see you next time. TV Movie Night. So long, everybody.